0: Expedia may be Michael Burry's favorite stock. It's the biggest investment in his portfolio that shows on his 13F, but why is he buying the company? Is Expedia a potential buy now? We're using the Select Six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Expedia, stock ticker EXPE. Then we're giving a rating to the business. This analysis is intense, but it's gonna be worth it. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Expedia's stock performance. Right now, Expedia trades for $110.22 per share. Year to date, they're beating the market. Expedia is up 26%, while the S&P 500 is up just under 20%. In the last 10 years, it's a different story. Expedia has been trailing the market, even though they're compounding at 8% annually. No surprise, as a travel business, they had a huge low in spring of 2020. They rebounded sharply by the spring of 2022, yet since then they're down again. Going back before the global financial crisis, Expedia in the last 18 years is compounding at 5% annually. They're underperforming the market over this time. But what does Burry potentially see in the business? Expedia trades $14 below their 52-week high. The company's up $28 from their 52-week low. There's some short interest with 4% of their shares sold short. Expedia's a fair-sized company. They have a nearly $16 billion market cap. But the burning question is, what does Michael Burry see in the business, and is it worth it for you to dig into Expedia? Expedia is the world's second-largest online travel agency by bookings, offering services for lodging, which are 76% of total sales, air tickets, which make up 3%, rental cars, cruises, in-destination, and other, which are 14% of sales, and advertising revenue, which makes up 7% of sales. Expedia operates a number of branded travel booking sites, including Expedia.com, Hotels.com, Travelocity, Orbits, WOTIF, AirAsia, and Verbo. It has also expanded into travel media with the acquisition of Trivago. Transaction fees for online bookings account for the bulk of sales and profits. Now let's look at their numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want Expedia's average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock's likely to return what its underlying business returns. These returns are captured by return on capital. Expedia earned slightly above average returns coming into 2020. That's when the business really got hit with global lockdowns due to the pandemic. As a travel company, Expedia suffered. Since then, as things have reopened, they've rebounded. And actually, today, they're in a better position than where they were prior to the pandemic. Expedia earned 11.5% returns on capital in their last fiscal year. In their last 12 months, they earn around 13% returns on capital. However, when these are averaged out, because we're factoring in 2020 here, Expedia earns around 3.7% returns on capital in an average year over this time. That's coming in below a typical business. This means this is an X on metric number one, although that may not paint the full picture for the business. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to support their returns on capital. We wanna see five-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. This metric's all or nothing. We want all three to be up for this to be a check. Here we really see the hit the company took in 2020. Their revenues dropped by more than 50%. Their net incomes were negative, and so were their free cash flows. Amazingly, even despite that big hit, the company's revenues are up 9% when we include today's numbers. Their earnings have more than doubled from 2018, and that's the same with their free cash flows. This is actually a check on metric number two. Great to see that their earnings and free cash flows are up faster than their revenues, This means Expedia's profit margins have grown, the company may be experiencing some operating leverage as they're getting more out of their fixed assets. Metric number three, we're looking for earnings per share growth in the last five years. This looks at Expedia from the view of an individual shareholder. We learned in our last metric their net incomes or their earnings have more than doubled over this time. That's when we include their numbers up until today, which aren't shown here on their chart. As we can see, the company took a big hit in 2020. Since then, their earnings have more than doubled. However, even at the same time, Expedia's diluted shareholders by about 5%. Ideally, that's not what we want to see, although it potentially makes sense given the company's circumstances. Still, their earnings per share are up over this time. This is a check on metric number three. Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth. This is almost the same story. Their free cash flows have more than doubled. This is outpacing their 5% shareholder dilution, meaning they've grown their free cash flows per share. Another check here on metric number four means so far through four metrics, we have three checks and only one X for Expedia. How will the company perform in the rest of our analysis? In recessions, it's businesses with a lot of debt that can have the biggest losses or even go bankrupt. Metric number 5 we want Expedia's net debt which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last 5 fiscal years. Clearly this time frame includes a very rough period for Expedia. The company added on a lot of debt in 2020 as their business consumed nearly 4.6 billion dollars in cash. Since then as the company's free cash flow positive they've been aggressively paying down their debt. They ended last year with 1.9 billion dollars in debt. Today, they actually have a $374 million cash cushion. This is quite the turnaround from the business from 2020. At the same time, even including the cash that they consumed in 2020. In the last five fiscal years, Expedia's generated $3.9 billion of free cash flow. Not only do they have a cash cushion on their balance sheet, their cash flow generative, in their last 12 months alone, they produced $2.3 billion of free cash flow. This is a huge check on metric number 5 for Expedia. It seems like the company's in a strong financial position. The company looks even better than where they were at prior to 2020. Now let's get into our valuation. The big metric of them all, metric number 6, we want Expedia's average 5-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Expedia. Right now, Expedia has a $16.8 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at Expedia similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned they generated $3.9 billion of free cash flow. Again, that's even including their company's terrible 2020. This means they generate around $785 million of free cash flow in an average year. When that's divided by their enterprise value, it gives us around a 4.7% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Expedia produced $2.3 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their $16.8 billion enterprise value, we get a big 13.7% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. That's coming in well above the risk premium we're looking for. However, we are looking at this on an average for Expedia. Please keep in mind that this five-year average may be unfairly penalizing the business as they've rebounded very well from where they were at in 2020. In recent years, they'd be very easily clearing this benchmark. However, because we're looking for the sustained track record here, this is an X on metric number six. Don't just throw the business out. We still need to estimate their fair value per share and talk about our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Expedia. This takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate Expedia's fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. Because of the big global hit to the business, Expedia's had a low degree of predictability in their past, especially within the last handful of years. Here we're taking an average of their last few years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Expedia. Assuming they grow these free cash flows at 7% annually for the next decade. Then in the following decade, assuming that these grow at 3.5% annually. We'll add in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments. If today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Expedia's fair value per share is around $128. That's $18 above their current stock price, looking like there could potentially be some margin of safety in the business. Keep in mind this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll talk about our rating for Expedia, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the business's qualitative factors may be even more important. Why don't we figure out what they are? Number one, Expedia has a dominant network effect and recent investments and acquisitions stand to add to the company's platform advantage. Number two, Expedia removes $700 to $750 million in annualized fixed costs, in the years following the pandemic. Furthermore, Expedia has removed $200 million in variable costs. Some of these savings are already being reinvested back into its platform. Number three, Expedia may stand to benefit from remote work flexibility, which could increase long-term demand for travel. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, number one, Google continues to siphon free organic traffic in favor of its own platform, causing incremental marketing costs for Expedia. Number two, the unknown extent and duration of inflation may stand to severely affect demand for travel content offered on Expedia's platforms. Number three, competition from existing peers, which include Booking, TripAdvisor, Google, Costco, Alibaba, and Airbnb, and new entrants, including Meta, could meaningfully affect Expedia's growth outlook. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of Expedia's qualitative factors. Now let's talk about our rating. We learned in analyzing Expedia Group, stock ticker EXPE, that Michael Burry may be interested in this business due to how it's rebounding from where they were at in the pandemic The company has a very high current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. They've generated free cash flow in all of these years besides 2020. They're even sitting on a cash cushion today. At the same time, the business has cut a lot of their fixed costs, and they've reduced expenses across the board, meaning they have higher margins and they're getting better operating leverage on the revenues they do bring in. Expedia's returns on capital are also improving. They're even better than where they were at prior to 2020. While there's little doubt 2020 was a major hit to the business, Expedia seems to have taken some of this in stride, and used it as an opportunity to restructure their costs. As noted, they do operate in a very competitive space, and there is increasing competition for Expedia, especially with how they have to spend to keep up their marketing. That's something you'd want to note and dig into. Again, this is not financial advice. Expedia's free cash flow to enterprise value yield may look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, based on those assumptions, if you want a 15% rate of return from today's valuation multiples, if they're the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Expedia's fair value per share looks like it's around $128. Again, that's $18 above their current stock price. When we combine all the factors of our analysis, Expedia seems to hit on the classic Michael Burry investing philosophy, which is looking at down and out companies that are on their way to rebounding and holding them through their upswing. Expedia looks like an excellent candidate for further research. Thanks for learning about Expedia with me. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to the channel for more and check out this next video.